0: Well, good morning. Uh, My name is John. I'm the lead pastor, and I'm so glad that you're able to join us, uh, however it is that you're joining us today, podcast, YouTube, or if you're watching live on Sunday mornings. Uh, So uh, a couple years ago, maybe it's still on, I don't know, uh, there was the show American Idol. And uh, I always thought it was such an interesting show because they always would start the season by having these tryouts. And there was a lot of people that would try out that were obviously amazing, and then they would make the show. But then every season, they would have these folks that would try out, and they just, like, it wasn't like they were even close. Like, they they, they weren't good at all. Like, it was obvious to everyone watching that they didn't have the talent to be able to do this. But somehow, it didn't seem like they knew. And I would always have the same question. I would think, like, don't these people have any friends? Like, don't they have any, like, family members in their life? Like, don't they have anyone who has the courage in their life to say, hey, like, I know you think you have this gift, but I need to be honest with you, this just is not your thing. Uh, or how about this? Have you ever watched, like, a scary movie? And uh, as you're watching the movie, uh, you'll see someone, and, like, you're, like, you're, like, yelling at the TV uh, because they're, you know going up the stairs and you're like don't go up the stairs they are like going in the woods You know, like don't go in the woods because like you hear I mean, you're watching the movie like you hear the music like you see The person hiding there, you know, and it's like it's so obvious that like they shouldn't be doing what they're about to do But even though you're yelling at the TV, they don't seem to hear you and so they go ahead and make the mistake anyways uh, Here's my story uh, When I was 18 years old, uh, I started a uh, Dating this girl, and uh, it's as an 18-year-old. I mean, I, I was young and dumb in so many ways. Uh, but like, I had like an idea of who I wanted to be someday. You know, and like, I, I wasn't you know, 18-year-old. I wasn't looking to get married yet. But like, I even had an idea of like, here's like, here's who I want to be someday. Here's like the kind of morals I want to have someday. Maybe even like, here's like the career I might want to have. You know, thinking about ministry already as an 18-year-old. And I was thinking like, here's the kind of person that I want to marry someday. And as a 19 year old, I was even pretty like vocal with my friends and other people of like, you know, this is the kind of person, you know, I see everyone else dating, you know, but like here's the kind of person that I really, really want to date. And then I met this girl and she was cute and she was fun and she was interested in me. And she, you know, didn't have all the morals, didn't, you know, she she wasn't, you know, you know, she was great, but she just, she wasn't the kind of girl that I had talked about, that here's the kind of person that I want to be with. But she was interested in me. And so I kind of like talked myself into it, you know, like, you know, yeah, maybe it'll be all right, you know, maybe she'll come around, you know, you know, you know maybe, you know, if she spends time, you know, maybe she'll become the kind of person. And we started to date. And I had myself convinced that it was good. And uh, I think even my friends were like convinced that it was good. But I had one friend, his name was Brad. Uh, he was a mentor in my life. And we went out to a Wendy's one day for lunch and we ate, chit chatted for a while. And then afterwards, we came outside and we sat on a curb. And he said, I, I gotta talk to you about something, John. I gotta talk to you about this relationship you're in. What are you doing? I mean, it, you've talked about like who you wanna be, you've talked about, you know, the, the kind of girl that you want to date, you know, the kind of girl that you want to marry someday. Like, what are you doing? Like, this is this is obviously not going to be good for you. This obviously is not going to end well. What are you doing? Hansi, here's a question for you. Do you have somebody like that in your life? Do you have somebody like that in your life who, like, is honest enough to tell you the hard truth Do you have someone who's willing to like, you know, yell at you and say, you know, don't go in there. Don't do that. Do you have someone in your life who is willing to be that person who's going to sit on the curb with you and tell you the uncomfortable truth that you desperately need to hear? And maybe someone, uh, as you're listening to this, you think like, yeah, I, yeah, let me tell you, like when I was 18, John, I wish I would have had somebody like that. I mean, if I, I mean, looking back, you know, I had that, you know, time where I, you know, I drank too much and I drove anyways, or I had that time where I got into that relationship, uh, or I had that time where I made that financial decision, and I wish I would have had someone in my life who knew enough about me, who loved me enough to say, even if I didn't want to hear it at the time, who would have said, what, what are you doing? Why are you getting ready to make that kind of a decision?" You. Can do and you need to do better. Uh, about 4,000 years ago, there was a, a, a king uh, of Israel. His name was Solomon. Uh, some people consider him to be one of the smartest people, wisest people to have ever lived. Uh, and he wrote uh, a bunch of his wise sayings down in the collection of books that we call the Bible. Uh, and he wrote them down in a book called Proverbs. And here's what he said in Proverbs chapter 12, uh, verse 15. He said, The way of fools seems right to them. Isn't that so true? I mean, like, the reason why you've made all the decisions you've made in your life is because in some way it felt right to you at that moment. You know, it felt like this is gonna be a a great financial decision. You know, of course this relationship's gonna be fine. Of course I can handle this. Of course this is gonna be a good thing. But in the end, you look back and you're like, that, I was a fool. What was I doing? That was not a good decision, and I I have for sure been a fool. But the wise listen to advice. That the way people can move forward, the way people can look back at their life and say, I I have been able to make a series of wise decisions. The way I've been able to get to where I wanted to be in life was because, not just because I got here by myself, but because I listened to the advice of others so I ask: do you have anybody like that in your life do you have anyone that has access to be able to give you advice in your life uh, we're in a series right now we started last week and the application of this series is really really simple is we want Every single one of you, if you're watching, if you're a part of our church, if you're thinking about becoming a part of our church, if you have any inclination that you wanna take next steps in your life towards loving Jesus, loving each other, loving the world, if there's a place where you want to be someday, we think the best way for you to get there is to not do it by yourself, but it's to do it with the help of someone else. And we wanna encourage every single person to be involved in what we're calling a one-on-one relationship. Uh, And these, we talked about this last week. Uh, These are just unique relationships. I mean, there's, uh, I find a lot of people uh, don't really have many relationships in general. A lot of people have pretty shallow relationships. Uh, A very few people have what we would consider to be good relationships. But what we're talking about, what we're encouraging you to do is like beyond shallow relationships, it's even beyond good relationships, is we really want you to be in these like ultra super deep, uh, one-on-one relationships where you're intentionally making time to be with someone on a regular basis, hopefully every week, where you are being completely open and honest with someone else, where you are intentionally getting together with them, not just to chit-chat, not to, not just to hang out, but we're getting together because I want to grow and you want to grow and we want to do it together, Well, where there's trust, where you're being authentic and where there's a supernatural aspect to it of like, we're not just trying to do this on our own, but we're praying together. We're studying the Bible together. We are actually trying to work together to become like Jesus. And we want every single person to be in a relationship like that. Uh, And over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about a lot of uh, people in the Bible who get... This has kind of always been God's way that He's grown people is through these one-on-one relationships. And there's a million great examples of it in the Bible, and we're going to look at those. But today, I want to look at an example of someone who really needed a one-on-one relationship but didn't have one. And it's tied to, uh, so Solomon wrote that what well, we just read about how if you're a fool, you do it on your own, uh, but wise people listen to advice. Uh, and I wonder if part of how Solomon got that wisdom was by looking at his past and in particularly looking at his dad. Uh, Solomon's dad uh, was a guy named David, and and David was also uh, a king of Israel, he was the second king of Israel. Uh, Some of you might have heard of David, Uh, David was a shepherd boy, uh, and then he kind of rose to fame when he killed a giant named Goliath, David and Goliath, and then he kind of had a rise to power and he eventually became king of Israel. But maybe one of the things that David is most famous for, uh, or maybe even infamous for, is that he had a fairly famous and public affair with a woman named Bathsheba. Uh, And it's recorded in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 11. And here's what it says. It says, one evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. And from the roof, he saw a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful. Uh Uh-oh. And it's interesting, what a lot of people think is that like this wasn't just like an accident. Like David wasn't just like randomly one day walking around on the roof of his palace and he happened to look down on this one rooftop where this woman is bathing and she was beautiful and then kind of one thing led to another. A lot of people think that like, there was like intention here. Like, David like, was on that part of the temple uh, uh, looking on that certain rooftop for a very specific reason. Like, he knew what was going to go on. I, back then, the way that uh, people would bathe for the most part is they would often bathe on the rooftops. And the reason they did that is because if you were up on your roof and everyone else was on the ground, then you had a certain amount of privacy. And really, nobody could see you unless, of course, you had a very high vantage point like you were in a palace. Uh, And most people would bathe at a very certain time of the day. And so it would have been known, like, this is like where people bathe, and this is like a certain time of the day. And David just happened to be up on the palace at that certain time, looking at that certain house at this beautiful woman who is taking a bath. And And isn't that the way that we often fall into our mistakes? Uh, Most of the worst decisions that we've made in our life, like we didn't just like accidentally get there one day. Uh, It it was a series of decisions. Uh, I saw this article once that was talking about how people commit affairs. And there's all these steps that lead to when you actually have an affair. And actually, a lot of the first steps are fairly innocent. I mean, you're just thinking about it. You just start chit-chatting and innocently flirting with the person. You know, you're just going out to dinner. You know, you're just—and then one thing leads to another. And most of the decisions that we have made in our life, that end up in a terrible place. There was like a path to get there. You know, we, we, we didn't just, you know, get in the car and start driving. Like, we, we had a couple too many before that. You know, we, we were just gonna get on our computer and just, just check our email. You know, that's all we were gonna do. You know, I, I just went over there to have a conversation with her. You know, I wasn't looking to buy one. I just wanted to see what was available. I just wanted to see how much credit I had. And one thing then leads to another. And if you have a good friend in your life, they might see the direction that you are going. I mean, that's what my friend Brad did that day. He sat down and like, the relationship hadn't really, you know, devolved into this like terrible thing, but he loved me enough and he saw me and he saw her and he just, he had enough wisdom to see like, I see where this is going. This is not going to be a good relationship for you. And can you imagine if David would have had someone say says like, why are you walking around on your palace right now? Why are you walking around? I mean... This is the time of the day where, like, there's going to be a lot of people on their way. Maybe you shouldn't be up there, like, you know, peeping Tom on other people. You know, and especially maybe, like, you shouldn't be looking at that house, of that beautiful woman. Like, I mean, this, this is not going to lead to a good place. Like, why didn't David have somebody like that? But he didn't have somebody. And so David took it to the next level. That and David sent someone to find out about her. And the man said, she is Bathsheba, the daughter of Iliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. And then David sent messengers to get her and she came to him and he slept with her. And there should have been like another roadblock there because this messenger has now let David know like this isn't just like, you know I mean? It should have really been enough for David just to find out that like, hey, like th- th- this is like, This is someone's daughter, man. Like, this is someone's like wife. Like, dude, you need to like, this is not something that you should go near. But beyond that, uh, by who uh, Bathsheba was, David just found out like, this isn't just like somebody's wife. This is Uriah's wife, man. Like, you you, you know him. He's in your army. You've fought with him before. And you know her dad. Like, this is someone like, This should make David stop in his tracks. But David has already gone far enough down the road and there's nobody there to stop him. And so David goes on and he calls her to the palace and they have this affair, he sleeps with her. And if you go on and you read the rest of the story in 2 Samuel chapter 11, it just gets even worse from there. Uh, uh, they, they, They sleep together, they have this affair, she ends up being pregnant. Uh, And then David tries to cover the whole thing up, and so he has her husband Uriah, his friend, murdered and killed. And the whole thing, it just ends up in this, really the worst moments of David's life. David, in many ways, was this great king, this charismatic leader, uh, had a lot of great gifts, uh, was called a man after God's own heart, uh, wrote uh, many of, uh, he wrote a book in the Bible called the Psalms, had all these great prayers. You know, he was the guy who had a relationship with God. David had a lot of great things going. But this moment in David's life, he was never the same. His leadership was never the same, his relationship with God was never quite the same. And maybe most of all, his family and his relationship with his kids just spiraled out of control. Uh, just a nightmare. And some of you, maybe you can relate, or maybe you know someone. And like, I mean, there was that like that moment, that decision in their life, like that that, that financial decision, that sexual decision, that that uh, a diet decision or decision not, or exercise, or you know whatever it might be. That moment or season in their life was so destructive that, like, they've never recovered. And, like, could you imagine if in that moment you would have had someone to say, Dude, what are you doing? Don't do this. This is not going to end well. And you wonder, for David, where were those people? You I mean, where were the people in David's life that should have been there and said, hey, man, this is not going to go well. Don't do this. And it tells us at the beginning of 2 Samuel chapter 11. This is how the chapter begins. It says in the spring, at the time when the kings go off to war, David sent Joab with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. But David remained in Jerusalem. The, the normal routine uh, of kings the normal routine for for David for the last however many years was that in the spring all the kings went off to war and David went off to war and, and they would go off with their army and they would spend time uh, with their army and that would especially have been a big deal for David uh, and uh, the story of David uh, you read that he actually has some good friends he has a, a group of guys that are routinely called the, the mighty warriors or sometimes they're called the mighty of David. He has these guys that he grew up with, Uh, guys that when he was rising to power, you know, they slept in caves together. You know, they knew David before he was king. You know, they weren't, you know, impressed or intimidated. You know, they, they were just like his guys. And David had spent his whole life with these guys. But now they were all out to war. They were all out to battle. And David decided, I'm not gonna go this time. I'm just gonna stay here and I am all, I'm gonna be by myself. He had isolated himself, and so now he didn't have anybody around him. He didn't have his mighty men. He didn't have his mighty warriors. And maybe for some of you, you can kind of relate to that. Uh, I talk to a lot of people, it feels like, who especially like you know my age now, you know, in their thirties and their forties and their fifties. And when you talk about like good friends, uh, or just, when you talk about like deep friends, friends that would have the ability to be able to call you out and say like, "Hey, what are you doing?" A lot of people say like, yeah, no, I like, I used to have friends like that. I mean like, when I was in high school, you know, I had some teammates, I had some friends, you know. When I was in college, we had a group, you know. Uh, before I got married, you know, I had a, you know, a roommate, I had a couple guys that I lived with, you know. We we really, like, I used to have people like that. But now like, they're they're out there, you know, we're, we're still in contact, we email, we call, but like, we just don't have that kind of relationship anymore that's not gonna work for you to have someone who has the ability to be able to call you out on your stuff it has to be a regular relationship this is to be somebody that you're getting together with on a weekly basis and not just getting together but where you're sharing here's what's going on I mean you imagine if David would have had someone to say like hey I just want to let you know like whew, I I was walking on the temple and I saw this girl and like I just got to be honest like I'm super tempted to go up there like every night and look at it right now. And actually, I've been tempted to do even more than that. If you would have had somebody like that, like what kind of destruction could that have saved David? And you need someone where you're talking about the temptations in your life, where you're talking about the things that you're struggling with, you know, has the ability to be able to keep you accountable and to be able to help you to be able to not make big mistakes like that in your life, you need somebody who is sitting on the curb next to you, who has the guts, who has the access to be able to say, man, what are you doing? Do you have somebody like that? If you don't, I encourage you to get involved in a one-on-one relationship thinking about those one-on-one relationship things, would you be up for that? Would you be up for starting that? Because I, I, I need somebody like that in my life. And maybe you're not sure who you can ask. Either way, there's a, a form that you can fill out. You can let us know. We'd be happy to help pair you. But you need somebody like that in your life. Uh, in the book of James, Jesus' brother, uh, as he's talking to the church 2,000 years ago. Because one of the things that we need to do as a group of people uh, of trying to follow Jesus is that we need to confess our sins to each other. And that's a big deal. Uh, each week we celebrate uh, communion together. And uh, we take Communion and we remember that Jesus came down and he died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. And that's a reality that we live in. You can be forgiven of your sins but it's not just that we want to be forgiven of our sins. You can avoid future sin. You can get past the sins that you're currently struggling with. What James says is confess your sins to each each other, and you can be healed. You can move beyond. You can avoid uh, future sin. You can get past current sin, and that's what we want to do as a group of people. So let's take communion today. And let's remember that Jesus loves us enough to forgive us of our sins, and that He encourages us to take the plunge, to get involved in one of these relationships, to confess our sins, to talk about it, to have people that can encourage us to do better. So let's take the bread together. Let's take the juice together. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, thank you for way in which you've instructed us to not grow alone to have people in our lives give us the courage to be able to have people like that in our lives help us to not be like David help us to not be all by ourselves and fall into mistakes sin that will disrupt our lives God you dream for more for us than that so help us to have the courage. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins. But help us to take the next steps. so that we can avoid future sin in our wives too. And help us to do it by your power and your grace. Let's Amen. Love you guys. Fill out the form. Let us know who you're thinking about having a one-on-one relationship. We want to come alongside you and help you in that process. If you need help finding a one-on-one, we'd love to help you do that too. Let's do this together. Let's grow. Let's take next steps. We Love you guys. Bye.
1: Thank you for being a part of our service today. We hope that you found it helpful as you're able to connect with other people during the service through the chat and also helpful in regards to what we learned today as we have uh, focused on God and focused on what his word says about our lives and about himself. Uh, And so as a church, we are all about taking next steps and next steps in our lives, next steps in our walk with Jesus, uh, because we're trying to take what we learned Uh, in the day like today in the service and apply it to our lives. And so we'd love to come alongside you and help you with that. Uh, And there's a couple ways that we can help. Uh, There's a Next Step email and then there's the connection card. Uh, The Next Next Step email, if you're already on the email list, you'll be receiving that shortly. Um, But if you're not on the email list, you can look that up on the Facebook page. But basically, the Next Step email gives... Uh, A few different things to follow up on as we continue just next week. Uh, So there's some questions that, again, is related to what we've learned, Uh, uh, prayer-related items uh, that we can pray specifically for, and also some activities that we can do with other people. Uh, But it's just a way to kind of re-continue our focus on the things that God wants us to be focused on. Uh, It also there's the connection card, and the connection card is a way that you can let some of the leaders know what's going on in your life, Um, any prayer requests you may have, uh, any next steps you're considering. uh, We'd love to come alongside you with those things. And so if you have any of those uh, prayer requests, next steps, or anything else, uh, feel free to fill out the connection card and let us know what's going on uh, in your lives. Um, We say every week that church is not uh, a building, it's not an organization, it's even not just a service, it's a group of people. Um, and as a church, uh, I when I normally would host, I would say this there's something that was said to me is that if no one has told you that they love you today, just know that I do. And as a church, just know that we love you, and so we. We mean it when we say that we want to walk alongside you. So if you have anything going on in your life right now, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, We love you and hope that you have a great week.